you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. For the past weeks, we have been going through a different understanding of who He is. Our aim is to have a deeper and clear understanding of who Jesus is. So that when time comes, when we go out there and we face our problems, when we face our trials... We know who to call to. If you have a deeper understanding of who Jesus is, the more that you will go out there victorious. If you don't go out there and contain yourselves in your own homes, comfort zone, you know, you are missing a lot. But when you go out there with Jesus in you, then you are for an adventure. There are lots of things that God has prepared for us. To explore, okay? That's why he said that, go therefore and make disciples. When Jesus said that, he's commanding each and every one of us to explore in his name all the things that he has prepared in advance for us. And a relationship is, is, is vital. When Jesus came here, he wanted us to have this understanding of who he is. He wants to connect with us. And the more that you know Him, the more that you'll become excited to go through life, to go through relationship, to go through everything. So Jesus is, is the ultimate. He's the superior. He's, he's the highest in Him. All things hold together. Okay, and that is what we're going to look today. Okay? We have been pounding this understanding of who Jesus is, His superiority, His supremacy, and we have spent, we're spending seven weeks for this. Why? So that we will have a grasp of who Jesus really is. So that when we go out there, we will walk out there with someone walking with us. Not someone who is in our pocket, who is in our homes, that we leave there. We will go out there having Jesus by our side. Come on, Jesus. Let's conquer this. Let's conquer the, the, the campus. Let's conquer the marketplace and everything. Okay? So we are here. Okay? I want, I want, I want to, to, to uh, encourage you that Jesus is all you need. That's why uh, I made this uh, tweet on our tears. Christ above all, nothing more nothing less. Okay. Christ above all. Yeah, it's all in nothing, but Christ is above all, nothing more, nothing less. Okay. Can, we, can we just uh, declare that? Can we, can, we, uh, can we say that? Christ above all, nothing more, and nothing less. One more time. With conviction. Come on. Christ above all, nothing more, nothing less. One more time. Christ above all, nothing more, nothing less. Okay, why do I ask you this? To declare. You know, there's power in the tongue. Amen. There's power in your word. Now, when you say this, when you declare this, you're telling to yourself, this is it. I have to be convinced by this. Otherwise, you will be swayed by the different teachings and by, by different influences that you will hear and encounter out there. Now, when you go out there, you know, it is a battlefield. Every day you are in a battle. The way you live, 
and the way you do things only shows who is winning inside of you. When you go out there, you know, you will have a TV screen showing to the people there, well, what's happening to you? The way you say things, the way you do things will definitely show who's winning inside of you. You know, I had an uh, illustration that I said to the congregation that I was preaching last week. I was telling them, you know, there was a time when I was driving, I was having, uh, taking a U-turn. Then suddenly one of, one of these, I, I don't want to call him crazy, but you know what? I was trying to, to, to make a U-turn, and suddenly he cut me off here. So instead of uh, making a, a, a safe turn, suddenly I am in a position wherein I'm about to hit him because he forced his way in. So what happened was, it is a testing, you know. I was, I was, I was really trying to, you know, I, I, I want to curse him, I wanna, but uh, okay, let it go. So my wife said, no, let it go, let it go, let it go. Okay, so, you know, in the Philippines, it's crazy out there. <laughs> when you drive there, you have to have the guts, you know. <laughs> you know, so after, the, after which, I left him alone, he followed me. And guess what happened? They were in a motorcycle, okay? What happened was, he keeps on shouting at me. Hey, hey, my, my door, my, my window was, was, was uh, locked and everything. I was just looking at him, and my wife said, don't mind him, don't mind him. I was telling my wife, you know this guy? If I go out there, I'm going to give him my five-fold ministry and hit him hard with this one, he will understand who Jesus is. <laughs> but guess what all my wife said to me? My wife said to me, Pastor? Oh. <laughs> I was hit hard by the five-fold ministry, you know? Now, there's something in us that's, that has a bad, that's battling. We, we are the one who will decide whether who's going to win or who's going to lose. And today, that's why I ask you to de- declare it, Christ above all. Why? Because in everything, when you go out there, every moment, it is a decision that you have to make. You have to decide whether is Christ above all or do I need anyone else or something else in my situation? Shall I add up my ability or my capacity to change things? And today we're going to look on living our household for Christ. We've been going through the series about Christ supremacy, the fullness in Christ, our position in Christ, our status and who we are and what we are in Christ. And how do we do this? By putting off the old cell, putting in the new one, and now we're ready to go out there. And our first battlefield it's our homes. So today we're going to look on, on the household for Christ. So what, what, are, what are we going to look at today are our relationship with our wives. Okay? Wives, your relationship with your husband, with our children. And as a father, we will look on this because this is the instruction of Apostle Paul 
and the command of Jesus for all of us. So if you have your Bible, we will look on this on the book of Colossians. But before that, you know, the reason why Paul instructed this, it's because that during that time, the environment, the, the, the context of this was he was preaching or giving an instruction, okay, to the church of, in, in Colossians, in Colossae. Because there are false teachings that, that, that's creeping in inside the church. That's why Paul is saying to Epaphras that, you know, you have to tell this to the church. Okay? This is what we have to stick to. Not anything else. No, don't let other teachings and ideologies creep into you so that it will influence the way you live. This is what we have to do. Why? Because... Many people, they profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. And sometimes I'm guilty of that. Most of us. Why? Because there are sins in our life that sway us away from the will of God. Maybe not all the time, but sometimes. Because we are at work. Yeah, that's right. We deny Him by, their, we deny him by our work. What we believe has a very definite connection with how we behave. We may be saying that, yeah, I have Jesus in me. Yeah, I, I preach Jesus. But at that instant moment, okay, I am entertaining, okay, of giving him the fivefold ministry. <laughs> wow. That is not me. Maybe that was me way, way before, but not now. You know, it has a connection on how we behave, what we believe. Do we believe that Jesus is reigning supreme in our lives? And if we do so, it will show up on how we behave, on how we treat our children, how we treat our wife, how we treat our, uh, the people out there, how do we see them. It has a, it has a very definite, uh, great impact on how we will behave. Okay, so if you have your Bibles, can you open up in... In Colossians 3, uh, verses 17 to 24. Uh, would you stand in reverence as we read the God's, uh, God's Word? Would you stand with me? Can, can we read it all together? Okay, let's start from verse 17. It says there, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything. Those who are your earthly masters, not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's just pause word of prayer. Father, Lord, thank you, Lord, for giving us this instruction. Lord, we ask and pray, Holy Spirit, God, Lord, that you saturate our heart and mind. Lord, it will be clear for us, Lord, on how we will behave, on how we will live our life, Lord, bringing you to the people there. Lord, letting them see who you are. Lord, in reality, on the way we live our lives. Lord, bless your people today. Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray for your grace. 
for clarity and anointing, Lord, as we preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may take your seats. Thank you very much. You may take your seats. You know, All or Nothing, you know, is a very exciting series. You know, it, it, it really helped me on how to align my will and my direction and how, will, how am I living right now, especially with my wife and my family. Okay, today we're going to look... <clears throat> You know, as a follower, I have this question for you. As a follower of Christ, how are we supposed to live and behave? Do people see Jesus in you? In how you behave? Can you honestly ask this question? Do people see Jesus in me? Or is it just every Sunday that people see Jesus? Oh, hey, brother, hey, hey, I love you, brother. It's good to be here in this place. But when you go out there, my question is, do people see Jesus in you? Can you honestly say that as I go out there, Jesus is always with me? So we have this question, what would Jesus do? Right? But let me ask you, don't, about, don't, 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 don't be concerned about the question. Ask yourself, Will people see Jesus in me? And if you can, if you can say this, uh, yeah, Jesus is in me, and people can see that in me. They, well, you know, I salute you because it is an everyday decision. It is an everyday battle that we have to decide every moment. You know, you know, it starts with our relationship with God. And some of us here are not convinced. Why? Because many of us here. Sometimes me, I'm struggling. Why? Because there are times that your circumstance is overwhelming you. That it leads you to, to, hey, hey, Lord, uh, yes, you're my Lord, but you know what? Sometimes I have to take care of this first. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong. The more that you are in a problem, the more that you have to... Come closer to him. Lord, help me on this. I cannot do this on my own. And the more that you understand that, the more that you will begin to draw closer to him. You know, the the more that you draw close to him, the more that he will draw close to you. And when we get this right, everything will follow. We're going to talk about the wife, your relationship to your husband. You know, Paul exhorted the church that wives submit to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. Why did Paul say that? Why? Because, you know, the context of, of the church back then is that, you know, the wives are second-class citizens. Okay? The, the man is the head, and everything follows the head. But you know what? That was then. Now, uh, one of the, <laughs> you know, when I was preaching this, you know, someone said, hey, pastor, that's right. But you know what? Men are the head, but wives are the neck. <laughs> you know, yeah. I told him, yeah, yeah that's true. So, you know, the wife tells us where to go. You know, we're, I'm the boss, you know, I'm the boss. Okay. But he has the last say, you know. She has the last say. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, he said, submit to your husband. To who? 
to husband. Why? Because husband is the ordained authority that Christ has instilled in our homes. The more that we understand that, the more it will become clear for us the plan and purpose of Jesus for each and every household. You know, and why should we do it? Why the wife should submit? Because it is fitting in the, in the Lord. In reverence of his authority, when we submit, we're not just submitting to, 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 to our husband. We're submitting because we are submitting to the authority of Jesus, not for anything else. You know, someone asked me that, you know, it's easy to submit. It's easy to, to do that if your husband is loving, if your husband is responsible, if your husband is providing, if your husband is reciprocating all the things that you are you're doing to him. But what if the husband is irresponsible? What if the husband is an addict? What if the husband is a bum? What if the husband hurts you? Why will I submit? There are so many questions that, you know, when you go out there, sometimes you have to understand it. Yes, but however, however, you have to take it into the right context. And a submission is to put into subjection, to obey, okay? We're not obeying anyone else. We're obeying the command of Jesus. You know, our knowledge is just a small nugget compared to the wisdom that Jesus has for us. It will overwhelm us. It will really, you know, our minds cannot contain the answer of our why and what's. But you know what? The heart of Jesus will lead us to what he wanted us to experience and encounter as we obey him, as we follow him. You know what? Submission does not mean that we're inferior, that wives are inferior. If you submit to, 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 your, uh, to your husband, that you're in more inferior. You know what? I, I know many, many, many career women who are more successful than their husband. I know some women who are CEO. And their husbands are managers. So how do you expect the CEO to submit to the husband? You know, in the office, yes, she's the CEO, but in the home, she's a wife. The husband is the head. And sometimes there are boundaries and priorities that we have to, to, to look at. And if we mess up our priorities, it messes up our lives. You know, the, 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 the woman or the friend of mine understand the priorities that God has set. You know, the priorities is, number one, is our relationship with God, our spouse, our children, our work, and our ministry. That is the order of the standard that God is. You know, God is a God of order. If we mix, this, mix those up, we are messing our life. Right. And there, there are many families out there who, have, who, who prioritizes their children more than their wife. Who prioritizes their work more than their family. 
Sometimes their wife is a second-class citizen more than their children. The children is taking over the position where wife should be in. Or sometimes the wife loves the children more than their husband. And sometimes they're so much consumed about the other priorities more than God himself. That's why when I started, I, I, I keep reminding you that we have to set the prayer. Number one is we have to prioritize God so that everything will fall into the right place. You know, when we, we, when we mix this up, we mess things up. And you can see out there, the lives of people out there, the families are broken families. Why? Because they did not follow the order of God. That's so why Jesus said, seek ye first. And what? All these things will be added to you. Make the right priority and all these things will begin to fall into the right places. Now, so, uh, in, so submission does not mean that it is not absolute. You know, submission is not absolute. That's why I'm saying to you that what if he's an addict? I know. What if he, he is hurting me? He is abusing me. Well, you have to submit, but there should be wisdom. Now, when you do so, you know, your heart will be right with God, and it is between him and God. Remember, we are a steward. Your wife, you know, you are one with your wife, and it is a gift from God. Men, your wife is a blessing to you. God is expecting you to be a good steward. So if you mess your wife up, you will answer to God. And submission is, is in love. I'm sorry. It's in love. That's why we have in a vow, okay, till death do us part. Right? <clears throat> you know, if you understand what love is, you will understand who love is. God is love. You cannot give love if you don't know who God is. This is the greatest expression of love. is for God so loved who? That he gave his one and only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That is a gift of God. His love is overwhelming for us. And the submission is not, you know... A inferiority for us, especially the wives. And in Ephesians 5, 20 to 24, wives submit to your own husband as the, for the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, himself, its savior. Husband is the head. It's clear. Not only that, Christ is the head. That's why we acknowledge. And the wives sometimes are, when I was preaching, the wives are, <laughs> so are reacting like that. <laughs> uh, maybe if they can speak, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know, I, I, I keep on telling them, it's not from me. It's a command. You follow it, okay? I was telling my wife, hey, 
Is it clear to you? Huh? Uh, did you, had you, you clear? Is it resonating in your life? You can submit to me. You, know, you, know, you don't abuse it, you know. Don't abuse it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to focus more on I'm going to focus on the husband, okay? All the wife says? So, <laughs> or, <clears throat> husband, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Love your wives. You know, <clears throat> how much do you love your wife? How much do you express it to your wife? You know, our wife is a gift. Now, God knows what we need, not what we want. Like for me, we keep on fighting. You know, we keep on fighting. I was telling my wife, you know, we always contradict one another. Imagine, you will tell me this, but I don't want to do it. But I do it. Why? Because I need to. Why? Because if I will just follow all myself, it's not going to work. God knows what I need. That's why we need a suitable helper to help us follow the will of God in our lives. Without our wife, I don't know what your life is going to be. The wife is a blessing. And you know, the instructions do not be harsh with them. Sometimes we take them for granted. Why? Because we don't see the value that God has placed upon our wives. But the more that we know God, the more that we will begin to value our wives. You know, we have this saying in the Philippines, happy wife, happy life. You know? The more that I make my wife happy, the more that I become happy, you know. You know, In Ephesians, this is the same instruction. How? How do we love our life? As Christ loved the church. Look at us. We are the church. Do you experience miracle? Do you experience breakthrough? Do you experience the love of God in your life? No, God is so gracious. Apart from God, we are nothing. On our own, we don't deserve anything. You know, I keep on asking this question to myself every day. When did I, when was the last time that I committed sin? When, did I, when, when was the last time that I entertained sin in my life? Who among you here did not sin for the past week? Yesterday? Every time. That's why it is a battle in us. You know, the grace of God is so overwhelming that despite our imperfection, our shortcoming, we are receiving more and beyond what we could ever think or even imagine. No, we don't deserve to be healed. But yet, when we get sick, we are healed. This is Lord Jesus, by your side, I am healed. That is because who we are. It is because of our gracious God. You know, a lot of frustrated surgeons, sergeants are running around with biblical clubs in their hands shouting, I am the head of my house, and they are the only ones that are convinced. <laughs> Many of us are like that, but you know what? My encouragement for all of us is that 
when we have Christ, we have everything that we need. Without Christ, we are nothing. With Christ, we have everything. You know, submit is to put into subjection and obey, but however, to love is to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, and to love dear. This is how we should treat our wives. Are they that important to us? You know what? They should be. Why? Because we are one. They are our better half. Not, no, they are our better half. Without them, we will be in a mess. Who's going to cook? Who's going to take care of us? You know? The wife says? Uh, so, not everyone's convinced. <laughs> You know, it can only happen when, we, when you know how to love your wife in the right way. Do you know your wife's love language? All right. You know, many of us want to, oh, I love you. We want to hug them, but they are not. They, you know what? Touch is not their love language. Don't, don't hug me. <laughs> I'm aggressive. Hey, come on. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, I say. <laughs> <laughs> you're messing me up, <laughs> no. Oh, you know, you're so handsome. Oh, really? I don't look like that. You know, you have to know your, your, your spouse's love language for you to connect properly. The more that you know that the la- that their love language, the more that it will become easy for you to show that love for them. You know, Words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service. You know, my wife is a very good, you know, she, she, she is a very good entertainer. We have a resort, and she entertains our clients and guests. But you know what? That is not my love language. When she goes for me, you know, it irritates me. I rather cook for her than she's cooking for me. <laughs> No, but because that, that is not my love language. My love language is touch. Okay, I want, I want, I want to cuddle in. I want, I want to, I, I want to be, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, I am a very touchy person. That's why I always tap. You know, you have to know the, the love language of your, your spouse. You know, God demonstrated and modeled it. We have to serve. We have to serve them. Okay. It was demonstrated by, the, by Jesus, his apostle. You know, for you to show your love, okay, you have to serve. Jesus came here to serve and not to be served. And when you get that, it will be easy for you to, to, to give love. You know how? By being a servant leader. It will resonate out there. If you, you know how to serve in your house, it will be easy for you to serve the people out there. You know, the hardest persons to serve is your own. It's easy to please the person out there. But the person beside you, it's much more harder. Why? Because that person knows your flaws, your shortcomings, and your you know, imperfections. You know, my wife, my wife knows me so much nowadays. Before, when we got married, she was excited. Oh, I married a very handsome person. <laughs> I was telling him, you know. However, on our honeymoon night, 
My wife said, Ah, Lord! Take him back! Take him back! <laughs> but when he heard me snoring, Oh, Lord, what's this? You know, one thing good about that, about that snoring, it's consistent, okay? <laughs> it's consistent. You know what my wife did to me? Okay? She's praying for me while I was sleeping. Lord, Holy Spirit, be upon him today. <laughs> Change him, take this out. Take him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sometimes I wake up, oh, what are you doing to me? I'm still alive, you know. I'm, I'm God's gift to you. And we have to serve how? With humility and love. That's why me, I invest a lot in our marriage. I invest a lot in my wife. Now, we argue a lot. However, I understood the purpose of God of giving my wife to me. To show me that all my imperfections can be uh, resolved through her. I spend time with her. We date a lot. Sometimes... uh, that uh, Starbucks is up. Sometimes we eat in a fancy restaurant. Invest in your wife. No, you will never go wrong. You know, my wife is one of my greatest blessings from God. Her love is a gift that I open every day. All the wife says? Yeah. Well, now it's more. It's more lively. <laughs> And uh, now we go on because I don't have much time. Parents, your relationship to your children. You know, it says that children obey your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. You know what? It is an, a command from God that you should obey. Children, you should obey. There's a promise. That's why the Bible says, so, honor your father and your mother so that it will go well with you. It is the first commandment with a promise. For what this pleases the Lord, when you do so, without looking at their imperfection, you know, it pleases the Lord. You know, it is between them and God. It's between your father, your mother, and God. On how they, they treat you, it will show later on. Because it is the, the first question that God will ask you when you face him face to face. What did you do to the wife or to the children that I have given you? Remember, children are rewards from God. And you have been blessed to have this one. What are you doing about it? You know, it is important for fathers to initiate the right motivation, the right atmosphere on how we should treat our children. Why? Because we are passing on a baton. We are passing on an influence that will resonate as they live their life, as they have their family, as you have your grandchildren. You know, what you give is what you reap. The more that you invest in them, the more that you make it right with them, the more that it will show as they have their own families. You know, the instruction for fathers, do not provoke your children. What, what does provoke mean? 
provoke means to stir up, instigate, irritate, annoy, enrage. How do we treat our children? That's why uh, in victory, as part of every nation family, you know, we value the children. These are not sideline ministries. They are one of the best ministry. Uh, there are only two ministries in church. You know what? Do you know that? There are only two ministries in church? Come on, you knows that. Oh, now it's the time that you have to know it. Kids ministry and others, you know. No messy campus, okay? You know, we, we value children a lot. And the reason why I say that because I came from kids' church. For 11 years, I invested my time there. Why? Because I want to make it right with my children so that when I pass on the baton, they will know how to continue loving Jesus. You know, how do we provoke them? You know, when we talk down to them, when we ignore them, when we speak harshly to them, when we label them. You know, sometimes this is ironic. The parents are the ones saying, hey, you're good for nothing. Coming from you, the authority in your tongue, wow. It is a curse that you're laying down on your children. When we play favorites, you know, God does not want, play, uh, does not want us to play favorites. Because he's not doing that. Everyone is important. The same treatment. When we don't show affection. When we neglect to place boundaries. When we are overprotective. When we don't apologize. You know, this is the, this is the, the thing that I, I have placed in my heart. You know, yes, I spank them, I discipline them. But however, I do it out of love. Now, even though they are wrong, after giving them a rod, I explain that, you know what? I love you. That's why I have to do this. We have to repent. You have to repent to Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit come to your life. And you know what? I've learned this. It doesn't matter whether you're the parent. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. There's sometimes when we argue a lot with my wife, I always tell my wife, even though she, she's wrong, I humble myself. I tell him, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I was wrong. And may God be the witness, whoever is at fault. Since my love for God is more greater, I will love you for whoever you are. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's about the relationship. Maybe you have won the argument, but you lose the relationship. Remember, it is not for you to dispose. It is God-given. It is a gift that we have to understand each and every day. And the children who need love the most usually ask for it in the most unloving way. That's why we have kids' church. We have Sunday school. Why? Because for us to understand the heart of the children. That's why in Isaiah, in Isaiah it says that the, he's turning the hearts of the children to their father and the father to their children. We have to love them. They are reward from God. That's why in Proverbs 20, verse 8, train up a child in a way that he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Like we start them young so that when they have their own family, they will be starting it in the right way. We don't underestimate them. When we underestimate them, then we are 
depriving them of the plan and purpose of God. You know, this is the most important, that God will not depart from them. Let them see who Jesus is, so that when they're old, other people will see Jesus in them as well. You know, do you spend time with them? Do you teach them how to? Do you know their likes and wants and everything in them? That's why we have to train them. We are the one who should train them in God, in His ways, so that they will not depart. And I spend time with my children. You know what? When it comes to food, they're good, you know? <laughs> that's that's my, my bonding moment with them. Because I'm so busy, but you know what? When I go home, I make it, I make it sure that at 5 o'clock, I'm ready at the house. Why? Because I wanted to, to have dinner with them. To ask them, well, how's your, your, your day? And after that, at night, I speak to my wife, how's your day? You have to initiate it. You know, we can only do this by learning to love like Jesus. All of this, it already has a model. Learning to love like Jesus, it will, it will help you a lot on how to go through your household and how to go through life with ease and confidence. You know, when you get Christ right, you get everything right in your household and elsewhere. You know, our household is the basic, you know, organization in our nation. And we can get it right in our household, then we can replicate it outside. Then it will resonate, resonate, and eventually the nation will change. You know, that's why the devil's primary purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. His first target is your family. When he destroys your relationship between husband and wife, he succeeded. You know, his, his intention is to make you two and not one. God has made you one. His intention is to break you apart. And when he does so, your children will inherit all the curses, all the bad things. And when he go out there and when he grows up, Guess what would happen? The influence that he has in his life. So it is very important for us to understand the importance of Jesus in our lives, in our household, the way we treat our spouse, the way we treat our children, so that when we go out there, we will know who is in charge of our life. Jesus himself. And that is only possible if we will always be looking at that cross because we will begin to appreciate on what He has done for us. Remember, we are a recipient of God's grace. And we cannot give what we do not have. That's why every time we have to remind. That's why we have communion. To remind us of what Jesus has done for us. So that when we go out there, we can go out there. Yes, Lord Jesus, thank you for your grace in me. Now I can extend grace, forgiveness, mercy to other people as well. Why? Because I received that to myself. So we have to look on that cross always. When you're angry, look at the cross. What did Jesus do? He forgave you. Gave you life. So you can enjoy it to the fullest. You know, we relate with family in light of our relationship with Christ. For he is the one who holds them together. 
it is Jesus who will help you make your life whole again. If you're struggling here, so as I close, now if you're struggling here right now, and you can ask Jesus, Lord Jesus, now I know that I have things in my life that are messed up right now. But if you will, by your grace, allow me to lay this down upon your throne of grace, everything will change. Now, before I close, I'd like to ask all the fathers, can you stand up? You know, I'm not saying that we are perfect. We know that we're guilty of some things. Maybe we have overlooked, maybe sometimes we have have taken for granted all the things that we are supposed to do on how we treat our wife, on how we treat our, our, our children, on how we model to them, on how to be a good father. You know, we cannot do it apart from Jesus. You know, Jesus modeled it for us. So I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing to you, to all of us as Father. Can we just lift our hands to them, to, 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 to Jesus? Lord Jesus, Lord, we see, you see our lives, God, Lord, clearly before your sight. Lord Jesus, here we are. Lord, we surrender afresh. We surrender unto you, God, Lord. Lord, as husband, Father, we pray, God, Lord, that you fill us up, God, with more of your presence and grace upon our lives so that we can treat our wives, our children properly the way you wanted us, Lord, to lead our lives, our family. Holy Spirit, Father, I pray, Lord, you pour out your anointing and grace every day that we will be able, God, Lord, to to, to give it, Lord, to our children and, and, and wives as well. And Lord, even right now, God, Lord, I pray, God, for every deposit that you have placed upon this man. Lord, make them the head and not the tail, always at the top, never at the bottom, Lord. Lord, that they will continue, Lord, to press forward, God, Lord. Lord, seeking your will, following you in all your ways. Lord, Lord, I pray, God, that you will bless them. Lord, that your blessing flow upon them. And that their wife, their family, Lord, will be blessed as well, Father. And even as they go out there, Lord, I pray... Lord, that they will see, Lord, you as, Lord, their, their, their partner, or as their, their, their uh, running mate, or as the one Lord, who will sustain them. Lord, even right now, Lord, I pray that people will see you in them. Or as they go out here, I pray God for the impact, for the influence, Lord, being with Jesus, God, Lord, to help them navigate life to the fullest. We commit them to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.